So a couple things I just want to show you before we start. Amen. Um, we just just look at the screen real quick. Look at Noah, right? Can you imagine the relationship Noah had to do something that makes no sense at all? To have a relationship with God, to do something of this magnitude for something that was never seen before. And to day in and day out to do this thing, as you can see that arc right there, but yet completely push the world out. That it doesn't matter you call me crazy. It doesn't matter if you call me stupid, if you tease my family. It doesn't matter if you say that I'm just out of my, whatever it is, I'm going to keep doing what God told me to do. Amen? What about this one? How about Abraham? Hallelujah. Say his name, Abraham. What about Abraham, right? He receives the promise from God that one day him and Sarah will have a child. Right? There's even, there's even like a, 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 a hint of funny tones in there where he's like, I'm old. What do you... God, what do you mean? How am I going to look at my wife? What are you talking about, right? And then for the, for the time to finally happen, for it to manifest, and then God says, sacrifice them. Can you imagine believing on a blessing and for this blessing to finally come to fruit, come to manifest, and then God Almighty says, I want you to get rid of the blessing. And that's the picture that you see. Abraham took his greatest blessing and he was ready to carry it out. Can you imagine having that kind of relationship with God? That kind of relationship with God that you said this and now you're telling me this. May I say this? Most people will say, well, God, why are you telling me to do this? No. Most people will. But here he is. Brother Sidney going, okay, what about Moses? Huh? What about Moses? See, here we are just spoiled. May I say that? We are spoiled children of God. We live in a blessed nation, and we're so spoiled that we still complain. We can find things to hate. We can find things to be angry about. We can find things to just be crunchy. We're spoiled. Look at, look at this brother Moses, right? Moses gives up his royalty for a servant, to be a servant, for servanthood. And then can you imagine that he takes captives with him on a journey knowing that the destination, there's nowhere to go. Is your relationship with God like that? That even though I know it's a dead end and you tell me to go to the dead end, Father, I'm going to go. Or are you the kind of Christian, I pray not, that, well, Father, I hear you, Holy Spirit. You're telling me to go there, but that's a dead end. I need to pray about that. But the glory of God is because of his relationship with the Father. All he had to do was just lift up his hands. And God showed the road that was there from the beginning of time. Amen? Hallelujah. From the beginning of time. Oh, we love this. We spent some time in this. Right? David and Goliath. Do you have that kind of relationship? 
I pray that you listen to Friday night's worship service. We have the table. Listen, I encourage you to come, family. Just come. Worship with us. But the table, we had our sisters up here, and they got to share their relationship with God and what God is doing in their life. Listen, if you sit there with the heart going, well, that's not, that doesn't have anything to do with me. It does. Because when you bless God, guess what? God Almighty will flow miraculously. Can I get an amen? amen. Say it with me, fellowship. And when you talk about fellowship, David, he started out just fellowshipping, not with people, with sheep. And I love this, brother, because as a shepherd, you know that he was taking care of God's sheep. And his sheep would sit there and watch David worship God. Isn't that beautiful? Just when you think that no one's watching you, God has his eyes all over you. Amen. God is all over your business. You are never alone. He lives on the inside as long as you have Jesus as Lord. Amen. And I love this because when you see this about David and Goliath, how many of you have that relationship with God? See, we're spoiled. We know the story. We know how it, we even know how to recite scripture. We know how to act the part, right? But the truth of the matter is when Holy Spirit says, come on, you got this. Get up, do it. Are we going to get up and do it? Or are we going to just drag our feet? Get up and do it, beloved of God. Get up, do it, right? Who else we got? Oh, Elijah. One of my favorite. Haven't been released yet to really preach on this. I did about three years ago. To have this kind of relationship with God. That here you are talking to the Lord. And here are all these false prophets. Prophets of the devil. Saying that if you don't do what you say you're going to do, we're going to kill you. And here's this one man against all of these. And he's like, I'll tell you what. You pray to your God. Let's see what happens. I'll pray to my God. You're going to see what happens. Can I get an amen? You will see what happens. Hallelujah. You Say with me. You will see what happens. Sometimes in our relationship with the Lord, we have to take this stand as children of God and tell this devil, you want to test me? You're going to see what my God will do to you. Amen? You're going to see what my God will do to you. Hallelujah. Come on, Sister Charity. Hallelujah. And of course, that story goes on where nothing happened. And I, I love Elijah's attitude and, and, and just his, his character behind it. And, you know, and he even told him, go ahead and, you know, maybe he can't hear you, right? Maybe he can't hear you. The glory of God is as a beloved child of God. You know that God is the only God, amen? God is the only God, amen? You can see that fire. Oh, what about Daniel? Huh? Do you have that relationship? Do you have that relationship with God that you can be stuck in a lion's den and be completely at peace and know that, God, you have my back? I searched and searched and searched for pictures, and I love this picture because he didn't pay them no mind. He's just looking out going, I love you, Father. You got my back, Father God. These are just little kitty cats. Right? Little kitty cats back here, right? What's who's next? Huh? We talked about Daniel. Let's talk about his homies. I love it, right? When you talk about somebody's homies, right? 
Listen, when you look at my homies, my brothers, my sisters, you'll see worshipers. You'll see beloved children of God. You'll see people that don't back up. Amen? That's you. You guys. You guys are my homies. (laughs) Some of y'all look at me crunchy. Don't be crunchy. For those of you getting crunchy on me, you guys are my brothers and my sisters. All right? But we're homies. Amen? Right? Look at this. Turn up the fire seven times. Right? That, 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 that devil tried to scare them, right? Devil so ignorant started killing his own demons. Killed everybody around them. And they were just standing in the fire. Say it with me, a fire. Holy Spirit fire. In that Holy Spirit fire, they were standing there. And there's Lord Jesus Christ with them, right? And of course, as you guys know, that was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Amen? I say all this to you. Because in their relationship with the Lord, they were all in. Amen? They were all in. This picture right here just shows everything, and I think it sums it up. When you're all in, that means I don't got one thing held back. That means that I'm riding on everything on this. That if I lose, I'm done. But the beauty is, is in this word that God gave us this morning is the challenge to us is to discover how are we truly all in. Like all these characters in the Bible, our brothers that you just read about, amen. And there's so, so many more. I know you know that. But you get to, you get to not only see but hear and feel through Holy Spirit the inspiration of God's relationship with the beloved child of God, the victory that belongs to you because Jesus Christ, our Lord, already paid for it. Can you get an amen? amen. Say it with me, I'm victorious. I'm victorious. Hallelujah. I am victorious. Some of you may say, but brother, I don't feel like it. I'm going through this season. Hallelujah. Say it again. Through. Through. I'm going through this season. Amen. You're not going to stay there. Listen, I'm, t- I'm talking to somebody right now. You're going through a season right now. You're not going to stay there. You're going through it. Amen? All God is asking you, will you speak your destination? Will you speak your destination? Amen? Okay, will, you, will you speak your destination? I'm blessed. I'm an overcomer. I'm healed. I'm set free. Hallelujah. Come on now. Will you speak? Will you speak it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. been ministering to a lot of single adults lately and you got to be careful with single adults because they want to be intimate with the Lord but yet at the same time they're 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 open to because you know how it is we live in a different day and age now I don't do social media so I don't know anything about that but my goodness the bottom line is if you go dumpster diving you're going to find trash amen if you go dumpster diving you're going to find trash But if you fish off the church pier, you're going to catch something that God intended. Can I get an amen? And I speak, listen, I speak to all the single adults right now. If your heart is to be with somebody that God made for you, make God first. Not searching for somebody first. Because when you search for somebody first, guess what? The king of the dumpster is going to put garbage in front of you. 
And if you're attracted to garbage, I, I, I beg you, leave it at the altar. Amen. Say with me, no garbage. You know why? Garbage in, garbage out. I ain't met one person that brings in garbage and roses come out. Come on now, amen, sis. Hallelujah. That's the Holy Spirit fire all over you, sis. Hallelujah. You got you to have godliness come in. So that godliness come out, amen. Don't yoke yourself with garbage, amen. If some of you are doing it right now, say it, say it with me. Today, no more. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. All right, we got to go fast, praise God, because we have a baptism, hallelujah. We're so excited. So say it with me, behavior. Behavior is what we do affects how we think and feel. What we do affects how we think and how we feel. So if you're doing something against God where you know this is wrong, if it's perversion, pornography, some kind of addiction, I'm not judging you. I don't judge nobody. But I'm going to tell you the truth. Can I get an amen? Amen. If you're doing these things, it will affect Holy Spirit in you and God who is in control of your soul. Amen? And this is what we call the flesh when your behavior is that way. Emotions, how we feel affects how we think and how we do. When your feeling is disrupted in your spirit, it affects how you start thinking. And when it affects how you think, guess what? It affects your whole body and what you want to do. Right now there's a stronghold, no more in Jesus' name, not in Open Arms Community Church. I'll tell you that right now, in Jesus' name, not in Open Arms Community Church. There's a stronghold right now of many Christians saying they want to do something, but yet they're in depression. What in the world are you depressed about? Well, you just don't know. I don't. And I don't claim to know. But what I do know is Lord Jesus Christ paid for it all. And if you call yourself a beloved child of God, you know what that means? That depression has to die. And you say it with me, I. I have to choose to be happy that the Lord Jesus Christ died for me. Are you happy that the Lord Jesus Christ died for you? Oh, that's the start of breakthrough right there, amen? That's the start of breakthrough. You know why? You have to choose to be thankful. If you wait on the feeling of being thankful, right? If I'm only thankful when I receive a blessing, if I'm only thankful during those times, then guess what? God Almighty knows I'm not your God. The blessings are your God. Can I say that again? If I'm only thankful because of blessings, God Almighty knows I'm not your God. The blessings are your God. That's the only thing that brings you to thanksgiving. And guess what happens? You don't think that the devil wants to bless you? Oh, Elder Howard, right? We're going to get deep now. What did the devil try to do with Lord Jesus in the wilderness? Huh? I'll give you the whole world. He said that to our God. Satan himself said, I'll give you the whole world. I'll bless you. I'll bless you with the whole world. Just bow down to me. And glory to God, our Lord Jesus Christ, being who he is, do not test the Lord thy God. Because Lord Jesus Christ knew his identity, that it's not just this world that's his, he holds eternity in the palm of his hand. Amen.
Say it with me, emotions. And that's in your heart, amen, and then thoughts. Thoughts are what we think affect how we feel and act. Did you know that you could think yourself sick? Who here doesn't know that you can think yourself sick? All right, right now, see, this is how simple Holy Spirit makes it. He's the teacher, not me. I'm just trying to worship like you and allow his voice to just preach. We all said we know this. I can have wrong thoughts and it could affect my entire being. Here's my question then. Why do we keep going back to those thoughts? That's a good word. I'm thankful for somebody to just say it. And I hear that a lot. Well, the devil made me think this. Did he really? I'm not trying to create division. We're exposing this devil for who he is. May I tell you, as a beloved child of God covered by the blood of Lord Jesus Christ, the devil wants nothing to do with you. The devil wants nothing to do with you. Now, if you allow him to, if you allow him to run havoc in your life, oh, he would love it. But you have to give him permission. How do I give the devil permission? When I entertain thoughts that don't line up with God Almighty. When I entertain thoughts. When I entertain thoughts that, oh, well, maybe this sickness is going to kill me. Well, guess what? It is. It is. Well, you know, maybe my children, they're never going to be right. Well, guess what? They're not. But when God says, get rid of those thoughts, God is asking you, shut it down. Shut it down. Say it with me. Shut it down. How do you shut it down? You make sure that the thoughts that you have in your beloved head, your eternal soul, line up with God Almighty. Well, pastor, explain. Explain. First and foremost, you are his beloved child. That God is head over heels in love with you. That Lord Jesus Christ forgave you. No matter what you've done. No matter what you're doing. Listen, you need to hear this. No matter what you're doing that's wrong right now, God forgives you. But in a relationship with the Lord, Holy Spirit is saying, all right, you need to stop that now. And now let's get right. Can I get an amen? Let's get right. Hallelujah. Hmm. Thoughts. Say it with me. Thoughts is my mind. So here's the scriptures we're going to be in. Luke, we're going to go quickly. Philippians and Jeremiah. Now remember, when I put up flesh, heart, and mind, God wants to show, for those of you who have received Jesus Christ as Lord, there has been a change when you're born again in Christ. Amen? You are no longer a piece of flesh. What's a piece of flesh? I was cutting onions one day, chopped off a little piece of my finger, right? Just chopping onions and ooh, and there was a piece of flesh on the cutting board. Yeah, you don't know about it. It's disgusting. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Is that piece of flesh that's on the cutting board a part of my body? I love it. Many are like, not anymore. You're right. Thank you. <laughs> and it's all good. Let's just worship God. Amen. You speak to me the way you speak. Yeah, it's all good. I can handle it. Amen. Not anymore. Duh. Right. And so the point that I'm making is before a soul receives Lord Jesus Christ, listen, there's this age where we call it the age of accountability. And I have a lot of people ask me that. And the sad part about it is that I could hear and feel through Holy Spirit 
a lot of these parents and grandparents that asked me this question because they had a little one, a young one, that passed on to be with the Lord. And I say that with all my heart. But then they asked me this question, what is the age of accountability? And that's between God and that soul. Can I get an amen? That's, that's the bottom line answer. That's the bottom line answer. Regardless how old that baby is, right, whether unborn, like our child is in heaven, unborn or whether, you know, through the years, God is the only judge. But what I love is that the Bible shows 12 years old, 12 years significantly, right? And then, of course, we've adopted that in worship in our, in our culture, you know, that, you know, there's youth groups, there's children church, and we pray that we raise them up right, Amen. But there is an, an age of accountability. But see, before that age of accountability, they're innocent. Can I get an amen? amen? Like Principal Sarah was up here with all of God's little angels up here. They're innocent. Amen? amen? They don't know. They don't, you know, granted, they know what mommy and daddy, like the Burns Bunch, right? Like mommy Jen would tell them, no, don't do that. That's wrong. Guess what? They know. Oh, dang, that's wrong. Right? They know. But they're innocent in the eyes of God. Amen? But there will be a time when Holy Spirit now is knocking on their heart. Holy Spirit saying, do you receive me, right? But see, before that time, before you receive Lord Jesus Christ, we were just flesh. We were just flesh, like that piece of meat that was on the cutting board. But it's all because of Lord Jesus Christ that when you receive him, you turn into, say it with me, the body. We are the body of Lord Jesus Christ. The same thing goes for heart. The heart, put your hand over your heart. We're not going to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Your hand over your heart. This is the Holy of Holies. And say it with me, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit now, God Almighty resides in that holy place. You are His holy dwelling. You are His temple. Oh, it's so intimate, isn't it? And the beauty is when you're surrounded by worshipers that believe in Lord Jesus Christ. Say that word with me, believe. believe. That believe in Lord Jesus Christ. You know that the master lives on the inside and he is actually breathing inside of you. And it's a breath that can never be stolen. But pastor explained, you can come to my funeral. Even though I speak, I'm getting raptured out of here. And don't, don't you dare cry. Don't you dare remorse. Because guess what? That last breath, that very next one, is in the presence of God Almighty. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And that's the bottom line. That's the truth. Amen? So say with me, spirit. And then thoughts. You have your thoughts in your mind. But then once again, when you're saved, that is your eternal soul. Amen? So let's get right into it. Praise God. We're going to go in Luke 10, 27 in behavior. This is how Lord Jesus Christ taught us how to behave. And it's really simple. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Amen? With all your heart. All that arrow is doing is pointing to the spirit. With all your soul, right? All that arrow is going to do is point back to, that's all of your thoughts. With all of your strength. Say with me, strength. The strength is, remember, it's your body. It was once flesh, but you are now the body of Christ. Amen? Say with me, I am in the body of Christ. And then check this out. And with all your mind. Amen. Say it with me. Mind. And then the next commandment that God gave us is to love your neighbor as yourself. How many of you sitting here today can I honestly say that you love your neighbor as you do yourself? 
So there's half, there's, there, there's half the church, right? And see, right now, here in, uh, here in God's Holy Spirit church, right there, you're not fulfilling Jesus' command. Am I judging you? But am, am I exposing the devil that, do you honestly think that you're going to make it to heaven when you can't carry out these commands that Lord Jesus Christ said? Is Lord Jesus Christ racist? Say it with conviction. Is Lord Jesus Christ racist? No. Is Lord Jesus Christ perverted? No. Is Lord Jesus Christ hateful? No. Right? But if there's something in your heart that makes you feel that way towards a neighbor, God is asking you today, will you repent? Will you say sorry and get rid of it at this altar? The thing that hurts me as a pastor is that we already had, Pastor John said it, healing take place at this altar. We had elders and deacons just available and ready to pray over you. And there's half of you that couldn't even raise your hand that maybe you don't love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Maybe you love people more than you love God. There's something wrong there. Has to be God first. Or maybe you say, I'm all out for God. It's, God, it's me and God, me and God. But the moment you see somebody of different race, different color, or maybe they don't look like you or act like you, or maybe they're living a different lifestyle than you, all of a sudden, I'm going to judge them and I don't love them. That's not God. Can I get an amen? amen. Listen, family, I'm going to be held accountable as your pastor before Lord Jesus to speak and tell you this truth. Amen? I'm asking you and begging you, will you get right with the Lord? Because guess what? When you, when you harbor in hatred and judgment and anger, when your identity becomes your last name, or when your identity becomes your bank account, or when your identity becomes your skin color, or when your identity becomes whatever and not Jesus, you're going to have to answer to that. I choose this day that my identity is my Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? These flashing arrows that you see here is the mind over the flesh and the mind over the spirit. And Holy Spirit said, let's read this as we were worshiping in the songs. And it comes from, it's not up on the board, so I'm just going to read it real quick. It comes from Romans 8. And I'm going to start in verse 6. And you don't need to go there, I'm just going to read it to you. The mind of a sinful man is death. But the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. Which means, if you have, listen, looking the way I look, living and living in Kentucky, I have white people don't want to say hi to me, black people don't want to say hi to me. They're confused. They look at me and they're like, what are you? And it's sad to say this, but I'm just speaking the truth. But what hurts me the most is Holy Spirit. Because Holy Spirit says, did I not do enough on this cross to eliminate all hatred and racism so that my children could just be my children and love one another? Amen? This is the beauty of our God. This is between you and Him. If you want to take it to your grave that your identity is in anything else but Lord Jesus Christ, you'll answer to that. 
But God right now is saying, will you give that all to me? Will you let it go? Can I get an amen? amen? The beauty about this, Holy Spirit is the only one. Holy Spirit. Say his name, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is the only one that can love God the way he wants to be loved. And this is how beautiful it is, worshiping Lord Jesus Christ. It isn't just a label. It isn't to tell somebody, oh, I've been going to that church for this many years, and I've been a Christian. When I got saved, this has nothing to do with that. On that glorious day when you stand before God, beloved, Lord Jesus Christ is going to look at you. And Lord Jesus Christ is going to know, well done. Well done. You made a choice. You choose to worship me. I'm praying that for all my brothers and sisters, for our community, for this world. Amen. If God was to come back in this next half hour that we always say, are you ready? Are you ready? Listen, we have to preach and minister and, and worship this way. Right? Because it's a wake-up call. I have people tell me all the time, oh, I know when Lord Jesus is coming back. Oh, I know this time and this time. Listen, that's good for you. But I'm going to live my life as if he's coming back the next half an hour. Amen? Amen? I'm going to live my life that way. And guess what? Guess what? We're not even promised the next minute. So how can I as a pastor tell you, oh, he's going to come back in 2023. Oh, that means I got a couple more years to party. Right, Logan? <laughs> Logan's like, <laughs> I, I, love, I love you so much, brother. I, hey, you bless me. You know what I'm talking about, right? But how, how, how dare I say something like that when only God Almighty knows when he's coming back? Amen? Only God Almighty knows. So I'm telling you right now, he's coming back in the next half an hour. And just like when I have this opportunity to minister and to preach and to teach at other churches or other conferences, I tell everyone this. You worship God as if this was your last day on earth. How many of you are promised tomorrow? Show hands. Oh, I'd like to see this. I had somebody raise their hand before in the past. I'm like, oh, you're promised tomorrow? He got me good, though. He said, I'm promised eternity because Jesus Christ is my Lord. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, that's a good one. <laughs> I was like, that's a, good, that's a good one, bro. But I'm talking about physically. How many of you know that you're going to wake up tomorrow? We don't know this, right? And I'm asking you, I'm begging you as your brother, as your pastor, will we just press in and give it all to the Lord? Because I promise you this, when you make this decision to do so, God Almighty not only blesses you with the fresh anointing that comes only from Holy Spirit's presence, but he renews your mind and he goes before you in your heart's desires in Jesus' name. Amen? Oh, we got to go. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Emotions. Say with me, emotions. So we got saved. We're no longer flesh. We're in the body of Christ. Now we're going to the emotions and this is in the heart. And this is how we're going to approach this in the heart of the new covenant, the new testament in the book that is addressed to the church in Philippi, that is written by the apostle Paul, addressing as far as Holy Spirit's anointing and the hope that we have in Lord Jesus Christ, because we are sealed not only by his blood, but that his spirit, say it with me, his spirit, lives on the inside. And this is, what, this is what it says here in Philippians. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests 
be made known to God. I call that bean and cheese burrito. Why in the world do I call that bean and cheese burrito? Prayers and supplication is the bean and cheese. Prayer and supplication. What is supplication? It comes from the Latin word supplicare. It means to humble yourself. We do it every time we come together. To humble yourself. To plead. To show God I'm nothing. I'll, I'll get on my face and my knees. I'll... I'll, I'll I'm nothing. I don't care who's watching me. I don't care if somebody's judging me and saying, oh, look at them. They're just for show. None of that matters. I worship you, Lord Jesus, and this is the only way I lay my heart down to you. This is supplication. And in that supplication and prayer, God, he's all ears with you right now. Amen? Amen. And this is the bean and cheese. Say it with me, bean and cheese. Bean and cheese. But when you order a bean and cheese burrito, you can have the bean and cheese but you need something to wrap all that goodness up, right? Right? You need something to wrap it all up, right? What do you use to make a burrito that wraps it all up? Help me out, family. A tortilla, right? Or some, I use a Kentucky term, tortilla. Can I get a tortilla with that? Can I get some extra tortillas, please? Oh, hallelujah. Help us, Lord. Help us. Right? Now we're talking bean and cheese burrito. Right? You lay down that, you lay down that tortilla. Woo! Got that nice hot tortilla. And then you put your bean and your cheese, right? And now you wrap it all up. Amen? I even know how to wrap up a burrito. And boom. Right? This is how God is teaching us. Bean and cheese burrito. You can have all the prayers, all the supplication you want. But if you have no thanksgiving, there ain't no tortilla shell. You got to wrap that thing up, right? Say it with me, wrap it up. You got to wrap that up in Thanksgiving and present that bean and cheese burrito to God Almighty. Amen? And check this out. When you do that, when you pray to God and you're just thankful automatically. Pastor, are you telling me how to pray? No. I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm not. I'm asking you, though, that when you talk to the Lord, thank Him first. Thank Him for the beating He took. Thank Him for not judging you. Right? Thank Him for His mercy. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your salvation. Because it's your salvation, Lord, that you give to me. It's not mine. Mm. And check this out. This is the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Will guard your hearts and minds through Lord Jesus Christ. And we just read that right now in Romans 8, verse 6. That if you worship God this way... And you choose not to be anxious or distracted by all the things going on. May I tell you, even if you worry or filled with anxiousness and all this depression, is it going to solve anything? <laughs> Ain't it beautiful when Holy Spirit teaches us this way? But here's the miracle. Many people want a miracle. Many people want to see the manifestation of God's glory. Many people want this, want this, want this. It all starts with thanksgiving. When we thank God. Right? When I thank God that no addiction will ever have a hold on you in Jesus' name. I know because I spoke it, God did it. Right? It's like planting a seed in the ground. Right? I plant a seed in the ground and cover it. I know something's going to come out. But am I going to come back to that seed every minute of every day going, what is wrong with you? No. No. I'm just going to be thankful 
Hallelujah. Can we choose to be thankful? Amen. Hallelujah. Can we choose to be thankful? The thoughts. Let's get into the thoughts. I know the thoughts. I think toward you, says the Lord. Peace, not of evil, future, and a hope. This is the glory of agape towards you. Say it with me. That's me. This is God's view and opinion of you, beloved son of God. This is God's view of you. It says in the scripture, thoughts of peace. That's who our God is. He always thought peace towards us. And the beauty of our God Almighty is that even when we say, we don't want, we don't want to go to the mountain. No, nope, I'm not going to do it. Just give us commandments. Give us a king. But we're not going to do it. It's too scary. God still thought peace towards us because he still provided, you guys already know it's coming up, Lord Jesus Christ. His thoughts manifested. His thoughts became flesh. His thoughts, come on now, help me out. His thoughts became flesh. And his flesh is named Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. His thoughts became, this is his peace towards you, right? Thoughts of peace towards you. And look, he says to give you a future. But we know what we did today. Our future came at a very, very high price. And there was only one that could fulfill it. Say with me, I have an eternal future. And this is the hope. This is the hope. The hope of Holy Spirit's presence in every beloved child of God. That His anointing, His light... Holy Spirit will live in abundance within you. This light is not the kind of light that is so to expose something so that you could judge people and say you're better than anybody. This light is to show you people's struggles and hurts so you pray for somebody. You love them. But you know what's so sad and what the devil, what demons did, what religion did? Is we think that we have received Lord Jesus Christ that we're better than everybody else. I am the least of the least. I'm not worthy to be standing up here. I'm not. Only Lord Jesus Christ is worthy. And I know this to be true that when I serve a good and perfect father. That I know his presence in me. I'll automatically want to love God with everything I have to continuously change, right? If there's things that I think about that don't belong, Holy Spirit's quick to tell me, son, don't think that way, right? Does God speak to you the same way? Show of hands, does God speak to you the same way? If you're doing something wrong, does he minister to you? Does he tell you, right? Does he force you? He's a loving, good, and perfect father, amen? I pray that we just bless him today, amen? So the question is, 
This is your bet. We're going we're gonna to get ready for a baptism. Like I said, I believe there's more. We have a clothes closet that puts goodwill to shame. All kinds of clothes up there. If today's the day you need to be baptized, don't waste another moment. Don't waste no time. Let's do it. Amen? Let's do it. But this is your, this is your opportunity right now. What's your bet? Are you all in? Huh? Are you all in with God? Or do you, or do you, do you still want to play games that you still, I don't know. The question is yours, amen? See, when you live this way for the Lord, you know that you're saved. That I am in the body of Lord Jesus Christ. That my spirit that is in me, Holy Spirit reigns in my life. And that my thoughts, my thinking is geared towards pleasing my Father God. Because I know the price that was paid. How many of you have children here? I submit to you. Will you allow your child, Brad, will you allow your son to go through all that? No. Not one parent ever told me, oh, I'll let my... No. But God did. And that's why I'll stand here. I'll come to you. I'll go to your house. I'll do whatever I can to pray with you, to love on you. But listen, it comes to the point where we have to make a decision. We have to make a choice. Am I going to be all in with God or not? The good Lord right now, he's, he's showing me. He's separating. You ever, you ever buy groceries and not have enough money? And then I have to go through and go, well, I really need toilet paper. Right? I really need this. I really need that. I, I don't need that. Put that away. Right? This is happening right now, family. I choose. I choose. Lord Jesus Christ. I choose to be all in with my God. I'm asking you, will you do it with me? Will you be all in with God? Now when I say all in, look at, look at the factors we're talking about. All my thoughts. All my spirit. And all of me. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ displayed this being all in as God everything that you saw in all the scriptures it took you to the word of God that Lord Jesus Christ spoke love it took you to the word of Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul as far as do not be anxious clear these thoughts isn't this beautiful beloved child of God because you have the blood of God in your life you are no longer controlled by this world you're not controlled by hatred you're not controlled by politics, by racism. You're not controlled by poverty. You're not controlled about where you was brought up. You're not controlled about what happened to you. You're not controlled about any of these things any longer. You know why? Holy Spirit has freed you. And now He resides in your heart. And say with me, I am born again. Hallelujah. Y'all stand up on your feet with me. Praise God. These pictures right here is just to show you my three-part being. I have, a, I have a soul, I live in this body, and I am a spirit. And that is me on the mi middle. That's a good-looking emoji right there, praise God. My question to you is, once again, no judgment. But if you're struggling with something that is pulling you, that's a demonic 
oppression. If you don't have Jesus as Lord, you're actually possessed. And in the name of Lord Jesus Christ, God has anointed me through the power of Holy Spirit. I will rebuke that demon out of you, and it will leave in Jesus' name. Amen? But I'm calling on you. If it's you, come up. If you have an addiction, if you have anger, whatever it is, I will anoint you and watch what God, not me, watch what God will do. Amen? If you're dealing with anxiety or depression, if you're dealing with something that you know is not of the Lord and it wants to just keep me in bed, the same applies to that. It's a demon. We're going to get rid of it. And if you're hurting in your body, we're just going to go ahead and believe right now that by the blood, by the stripes of Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to call you healed and whole. Amen? If you're interceding for somebody, let the elder or deacon know. Let them know. I'm interceding for this person. Call them out. And watch what the anointing of the Lord will do in Jesus' name. Amen? God is good? All the time? It just keeps getting gooder and gooder. In Jesus' name, amen? So last, last slide before the song, listen to this. Because of Lord Jesus Christ, what he did affects how we think and feel. Our emotions, how he feels. Listen to me now. How God feels affects what I think and do. Last but not least, what he thinks affects how we feel. Amen? And, say it with me, act. I'm ready to just press in. Amen? Are you ready? Are you ready in this next few moments? Can you, somebody get the lights for me, please? Are you ready in these next few moments? This is personal. This is between you and the Lord. Are you ready to just be all in? Amen? Listen, you could fool me all you want, but you can't fool God Almighty. Amen? Are you ready to be all in? Let's do this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.